Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. Welcome to Don't Miss This. If it's your first week, welcome. If it's your 50th week, welcome. Uh, We go through the scriptures following the Come Follow Me curriculum, just uh, chunk by chunk, moving through and uh, point out things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures. Clever. That's clever. It's a big class. It is a big class. I was just telling Emily, I just got home from Fiji. This is the cutest story ever. Yeah. I got home from Fiji. I went on a HXP, humanitarian experience for youth. I took my two boys. Just loved it. Those stories are just going to keep popping up. I already know. Like really landed at 3 a.m. on this day we're recording. But I'm walking through this village. First of all, I just have to say Bula to all my Fiji saints and family out there. And let me say this. And let me say this. My grandma and grandpa served their mission in Fiji. So anyone who remembers Belle or Mickey Oswald... That's my grandma and grandpa. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh, served their mission there. I wish I would have known that. I would have asked people. They would yeah, have you would have met people sure. who knew yeah. them. So I'm walking through this village. It really is just this small village with these houses among the palm trees and stuff like that. Like It just is the most darling place on planet Earth. We were just saying, how come some people get to do mortality that way? Um, <laughs> these big porches where everybody's just out. And, and so we're tea just, at 3 o'clock in oh, the yeah. afternoon. You guys... I'm introducing tea time to America. So like our our friends and other places in the world, you're like, catch up. I, we already do it. But they stop every day at 3.30 for treats, tea, and to just talk with each other. Like, I just that's love when, it. That's when we catch up with family members. That's when we solve our problems. That's when we like, I was like, do you know you celebrate a midday Sabbath? That's what you do. <laughs> and they were like. Do they go back to work to or they're just yeah. done at 3.30? No, then they go back. Well, how can you solve all the problems in 15 minutes? No, it's just like half hour. And then you just say, okay, now we'll go back. But it's every day, little by little. Okay, Um, So anyways, walking through this village and I pass by this porch and they're legit just out on the porch getting dinner, hacking a chicken with a machete. And I pass by and all of a sudden this voice from the porch goes, hey. And I like turn back and they're like, are you come follow me? (laughs) I was like... What? Like, are you come follow me? And I was like, well, I'm David. Uh, and then he was like, yeah, but I see you on TV. Do you do the come follow me? And I was like, yes. They're like, get up here. So I go up on the porch and there's a bunch of people who are Aww. part of our community. Don't miss this community. I know, don't you just want to get everyone together? All the people. I thought it was so awesome. It's so cute. I was cute. just like, here we are out here. And in the middle of like, nowhere. Yeah, it's so cool. Anyways, we're just... Welcome, if it's your first week, welcome to our community. If you've been a part of us, this is, it just keeps, keeps getting growing. ratter and ratter. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're at the last day of Psalms today is what we're doing. Um, we've done Psalms for two weeks already. This is the yep. third week of Psalms. And if you're just joining for Psalms, we are kind of uh, gave an invitation at the beginning of the Psalms that it might be your first year that you wanted to read all the Psalms that maybe you've never done that before. That They were put together as almost like a summary of the ideas and feelings of the entire Hebrew Bible, like into, into one book. And they just ha- they have all those themes of lament and praise and thanksgiving and, and, and 
I can't even remember what we did the first week. Well, let's show them. Oh, yeah, on the chart. Yeah. So here's the chart, and we're going to add our, say, oh, wisdom, duh, and Zion, that whole concept of Zion. So um, we're going to add, we're going to talk about a couple more themes today and put these on here. These are going in these circles that are circles number 35, if you're following along with these. And so today we're going to be doing Psalms of Praise and thanksgiving so the praise circle and the thanksgiving circle go in there and then also this circle in 35 which is one of the big themes of the psalms is that they are uh, messianic psalms so you'll notice when you read through the psalms that there are psalms that either do one of two things one their theme is just about um, the messiah coming and what will happen when he does but then there are also psalms that are in first person as if he is speaking, you know, to, mm. to Israel, to them. And so um, we're not going to jump too much into those here in this week. We're actually going to come back to it um, at Christmas time. So that's something we're super excited about to come back and kind of show the Old Testament prophecies that, um, that kind of pointed forward to Christmas, to the very first Christmas, the the things that they would have been watching and waiting for. And something that is fun about those messianic psalms is they don't, they talk about the first coming, they also talk about the crucifixion, and then they will hint towards the second coming also. And one of the things that I love is to go back and read through where do we see that first coming prophecy? And what did it look like? Because when they were writing it, he hadn't come yet. And then it's so fun to be like, oh, that's how that was fulfilled. That's how that was fulfilled. So that when we're watching for our second coming prophecy, we can think, oh, this, this is how those ones met up. We thought it might be fun for you to be able to see those prophecies, where they were prophesied within the Psalms, and then where they were realized here in Matthew and John and Luke. Um, there's one in Hebrews that you'll be able to jump to if you wanted to watch what the prophecy looked like before it happened and then the fulfillment of that prophecy in New Testament scripture. So on the actual tip-in, if you have those, it says place this at the end of Psalms. Um, Emily put hers in Psalm 22, which I think might be an idea you want to consider also just because Psalm 22 is kind of the, it's, it's one of the major Messianic Psalms, particularly about the crucifixion and, and death of, yeah. of Jesus. And so it fits really nicely right, right in that spot. And we may just want to hint at something. Okay. Speaking of this coming at Christmas time, this idea of some of the Old Testament prophecies and signs that they would have been looking for. I mean, today, if you start noticing the Christmas trees come out in Costco, it's like, I know Christmas is coming, right? But that's not what they would have been watching for, to know that Christmas is coming. And we may or may not have uh, written a little children's book that's coming out this Christmas that will kind of go along with some of these. But we'll talk more about that when we get closer to Christmas. You have to do Halloween still. So... <laughs> So we'll wait awesome. on that and jump into these Psalms, which this is the week I've been most excited about with the Psalms. The this third is, week of yeah, the Psalms. Yeah, the third week yeah, of them. Yeah, this is your favorite part. Because sure. I like just the, the Thanksgiving and praise are just like, I don't know. I think they're up everybody's alley. I was about to say they're right up my alley, and I'm just trying to think. I don't think anybody, it's not up anybody's, right? <laughs> yes. But 
this, these are just ones that are just, I, you know, we, we've talked about throughout the Psalms, like lament is good for the soul and, um, and thoughtfulness is good for the soul and um, repentance is good for the soul and pondering is good for the soul. And, and so are praise and thanksgiving. Mm. They are so, so good for, for the soul to spend time in, I mean, there are, like social sciences are, have done tons of research mm-hmm. on this, right? Like yeah. the the value of of thankfulness, right? And that actually impacts all your systems. In you fact, know? it might that might be something fun to do if you are teaching a class. One of my favorite experiences of that, because I've heard that study a million times, but I once sat and listened to Wendy Ulrich teach, and she's had us actually experience it. And this is what she did in case you want to try this yourself right now, you could, or if you want to do this with a class, she said to us, I'm going to give you 30 seconds and I want you to go through and just think to yourself, what are the heavy things you are carrying right now? What are the things that you are worried about? What are some of your biggest stresses in your life right now? For 30 seconds, I want you to list those. And then she set the timer. And we actually like thought through some of those heavy things we were carrying. And then she stopped it. And then she had us write down in our notes, how do you feel right now? And you were just supposed to write it down. And then she gave us 30 seconds and she said, I want you starting when I say go to list as many things you are grateful for as you can. Just, uh, just count them on your fingers. How many can you get in 30 seconds? And so then you went through that practice practice super fast and then she said stop and then she wrote down okay how do you feel right now Mm. it was crazy that in a one minute thing you could swing your emotions could swing so drastically Mm. one to the other and after she taught us that I was like I'm gonna start doing that at night I, I don't know if dads worry at night but moms like worry at night that's what happens when you get in bed and like everything calms down and you're not racing a million miles a minute, for some reason that your brain is like, well, this is a good time to worry <laughs> right now. And sometimes when I can't sleep because I'm so worried, I will actually do that practice now where mm. I'll just sit down and start thinking, I'm gonna list every single thing I'm grateful for. And I love that about these Psalms, that there are certain Psalms that are just like here. And if you don't know what to be grateful for, these will tell you what you could be grateful for, which I love that. Yeah, and it's, it's always to me been like an interesting commandment of the Lord to be thankful and to praise, right? Mm. That seems sort of like, I don't know, so I, like, <laughs> I don't know the right word, but isn't it funny for God to say, I command you to love me, I command you to praise me, I command you to be thankful, and you're sort of like, but then it actually yes. teaches you the nature of commands, right? Because like He doesn't actually need us to praise Him or be thankful to Him. But we need that. Yes. Like our souls need it. need it. Yeah. And you're making me think of that one scripture I love so much in the Doctrine and Covenants. Do you have it memorized? Because you might. Um, that is um, get the Thanksgiving one, I will give you a hundredfold, yay more. Do you know it? Yes. And where is it? It's like toward the... Um, it's 76. Yeah, you'll be it? looking it up while I point out this right here okay. that we're doing. So those who want to read all the Psalms... Um, this is how we've mm. divided them up for, the, we do it by sixes. We've done it by sixes. It gives you a bonus day, um, either to catch up or on that seventh day, you might want to spend time writing your own Psalm of praise and thanksgiving this week. 
And so here, these are the divisions of, if you divided up this section of Psalms for this coming week, what you would need to read. It's about seven pages a day. Um, the eighth one, the eighth one, all of a sudden, <laughs> like I gave creation a new day. Reading assignments. <laughs> no, I changed the whole, the whole nature week. of the universe. Um, just that fast, y'all. The sixth one has a little bit more in it, and that's because we wanted the fifth one to... Um, we'll tell them. It's yeah, a secret. Yeah, unique. So, yeah, it's a FYI, they if you're doing the math secret. and you're like, y'all did the math wrong, there's a reason to it. Um, okay, who's... This is about to be one of your favorite scriptures you've ever heard in your life, I feel like, because it's mine. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants 78, 17 through 19. Verily, verily, I say unto you, you are little children, and you have not as yet understood how great blessings the Father hath in his own hands and has prepared for you. And you cannot bear all things now. Nevertheless, be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. The kingdom is yours, and the blessings thereof are yours, and the riches of eternity are yours. And he who receiveth all things with thankfulness shall be made glorious, and the things of this earth shall be added unto him, even an hundredfold, yea, more. Mm. Oh, that's give, the best Thanksgiving scripture ever. Give that reference again. People are going to want it. Doctrine and Covenants 78, and it's 17 through 19. It's just, there is that little, like, almost you want to call it a commandment, but it's almost as if he is like, listen, if you could just live... Like this, there are so many blessings ahead. There are so many good things ahead. And if you can just receive it all with thankfulness, you're going to recognize it a hundredfold and like more. Yeah. All the things that will be added to you. What if you just lived in that frame of mind? And you could, right? Like it took 30 seconds. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. It's like simple to do. Yes. Um, okay, so let's go through, and in you have these boxes in your journal. If you if you have the journal, follow along with this. Um, and we're just kind of pointing out a couple of the things from these chunks of Psalms that are just like, we wanted to read all the Psalms. Yes, we did. This is a section of Psalms you want to read all of them, and you can. But we're just going to point out some of them as we go through. So this first section, 87 through 97. Um, Oh, start with that 86 one. Yeah, it's so cute. There's yeah. just the cutest one right at the very beginning. We cheated and went back five. one. It's fine. Um, and it says, For thou, Lord, art good. And I just love that reminder diving into this section that the God who we believe in is good. Um, and he wants what is good for us. And sometimes we just need that reminder, especially in the hard things, that God is good and good things will come. Good things are coming. Yeah. And, and when you finish that verse, I like almost wanting to do fill in the blanks too. It says, and ready to, mm. and then in this particular verse, it says, forgive. But I feel like you could fill in that blank with yeah. a whole lot of other words, right? Yes. And he's ready to pour out. Yeah. And he's and ready to come. He's ready to love. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, and plenteous in blank. And mm. this one says mercy, but you could again, fill in that yeah. blank. And that could be a really cool teaching thing There's too. There's so to put. many things in this lesson that are going to be such fun fill in the blank things for. If you are a teacher, if you're planning a lesson, we're going to give you a whole bunch of those that you can just be like, oh, my class would love this one. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool to like put this yes. like up for everyone? For thou, Lord, art good and ready to blank and plenteous in blank. And having everybody like, don't show them the verse yet. Just what yeah. would they come up with yes. on their own? Yeah. You know about that. That yep. could be really cool. That would be so awesome. Um, I love this Psalms 89, um, where it's verse five. 
And it's just, I, I love the concept of this where it says, And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, and thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. And I love that whole idea of like, his praise will come from and be found in the congregation mm-hmm. of the saints. And I, I really love that concept and idea of, I find out more about the goodness of God by gathering yeah. together with the saints. Like it's in the congregations that I'm going to hear your story and her story and his stories. And that is where I'm going to learn how to, how to praise. Like it multiplies yeah. how good he is mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, you're like good and all those. In fact, that's one of the things I wrote on the plane as I was riding home from Fiji where I was just like, there's a verse that you know really well. It's one of my favorites and Tim Tebow's. It says, <laughs> for God so loved the whole world, you know, that he sent his son. And after leaving any place that you go, you can actually say, like, oh, now I have more evidence of that. For God so loves Fiji. I was just there. I saw how good mm. he was. I heard how he shows up in, in, their, in their stories there. And that multiplies my ability to be thankful and praise mm-hmm. the congregations. Like there's something about yeah. gathering to hear and to praise and be thankful together. And I love that idea that you're like, I, I saw how he showed up in Fiji. And we've seen how he showed up in Mexico. And you hear these stories, even the stories you write us by email um, as we read through those where God is showing up, the Lord is showing up. And I love that. He uh, He so loved the world that he sent his son, you know, yeah. to Fiji and yeah. to and is Mexico. Sending. And, and is yeah. sending, right? And then it happens in a neighborhood too. You don't have to go anywhere else. I mean, it's one of the cool things about having a worldwide church, yeah. right? But within my neighborhood, I can say he's showing up in this house, in that house, in this house, in that house. And it's like, well, how do you know? And it's like, oh, because they gave a talk last Sunday yeah. and, and she shared a comment in Sunday school. Yes. And like, that's yeah. how I know. Well, and I love the thought on Inklings. We were talking about just barely this last Thursday um, that sometimes our world right now, the culture of our world is to look at the negative and the division and the contention and that kind of tends to be where the focus of conversations are is mm-hmm. what is the where's the unrest and and we talk about that and one of the things that we were talking about in the comments that a lot of ladies brought up is what if we were talking about the goodness of God how many people would be more drawn to this community if what our conversation was about was actually God's goodness right? and the way he is showing up in this community. And when was the last time you talked about that and me? Right. right. Um, so I love that idea. That's so good. I love in um, 90, um, Psalm 90, it talks about just, there's a couple just cute little phrases that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. It talks about mm. in verse 14. And I love that thought of that, that just, what if that was the outlook of our life? What if we woke up in the morning and um, sometimes our days aren't good. Um, sometimes our days are hard. I can remember in some of the darkest days of my life turning to my patriarchal blessings because I figured God would have said something because he would have known how hard this part was going to be. And um, the line said, have an optimistic approach to the life that is yours. And I had entered in thinking, I don't, I don't actually want the life that is mine. That's not what I want. But how interesting to think, what does that actually look like? Have an optimistic approach 
to the life that is yours. And, and I love this. Just rejoice and be glad all your days. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? There's a, um, in one eighteen twenty four. I'll just dive to that one because it's kind of this. Oh yeah. I was just about to say it's where, like so yeah, similar where he to says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And how do we learn to have that kind of perspective and outlook in our life to see the good days? Well, because the opposite of it would be to approach today saying like, I wish things were not like this or why are they mm-hmm. like this? And it's like, I think that would, that's kind of that first 30 seconds. Like it focuses on what you, and instead it's just like, wait, this is the day the Lord has made. This is how it is. Yeah. Right. So what will you do with how it is? Yes. Right. Yeah, um, I had the most interesting conversation with a friend of mine today who lives far away from here and who has had a really hard year. And uh, she was talking about when you're going through those hard years. And she said, what I'm learning at the end of this year is the, um, the wrong question to ask is, where are you, God? And the right question to ask, which this was so good, is who are you, mm. God? And to start looking for... Um, where he is showing up and in what capacity he actually is showing up even in the hard things. Don't you love that idea? Yeah. Um, It reminds me of the book of Lamentations, which is coming. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to love Lamentations. You thought you were going to hate it because the name, but like that's actually like the vibe of that book. Okay, one more in there because it's just really cool. 92 um, verse 1. And Emily pointed this out right before we started. It says, this is a psalm or a song for the Sabbath day. It's like, oh, how great. Um, But verse one, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. And that's just such a simple, cool Mm. phrase. And then one thing you might be thinking, why do you have that banjo behind you? (laughs) Because of verse three. And it's like, one of the ways you can give thanks and sing praises is upon an instrument of 10 strings. But I don't know how many that has, but Well, four. it's four. You can have it's one four on four band. string, 10, or upon the psaltery or the harp or anything in your own way. David said this to me. Do you have a harp we could just put up here? Do you know how big harps are? You have a troubadour. I know, somewhere. but it still was going to be bigger than the ceiling. I am a big praiser. Okay. <laughs> and it's because <laughs> I know why already David. Is a harp player. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so is Jenny. Oh. See <laughs> okay. how that worked? Yeah. But I love, you'll see that throughout this whole thing. And I think that's really neat because it's just like, find a way to be thankful and find a way to praise in your own way, right? It can be with, you know, and a, don't you a love that that's, or this or this. and That was kind of a, a habit of their Sabbath. Was it they just were like, let this be your day of giving thanks. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it makes me want to be like more intentional about that and deliberate about like, okay, I'm going to wake up on Sunday mornings and be like, oh, this is my be thankful day. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's better um, than one Thursday in November. Yeah. <laughs> that's like 52. <laughs> 52 Thanksgivings. Yeah. I've always wanted there to be extra Thanksgivings. Now you just they just gave them to you. Thank you, Psalms. Yes. They had the idea thousands of years mm-hmm. ago. Okay, right along with that one is, it just goes on its heels in this next section of them, is I love Psalm 100 verse 1 so mm-hmm. much. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve him with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Remember that story of David dancing before the Lord? Oh my gosh. It's just that. Can you show a video? Can we show a video on here? 
Of what? Yes, Andy's going to help us. Keep telling the story. I'm going to show you the cutest video you've ever seen in your life. Well, I don't even know what you're about to show or anything, but... Actually, the... I'm not even going to show it on here because I'm going to have Andy put it in. But I, um, And I'm just going to tell you about it. And you're going to die over it when you see it. <laughs> so um, that thought about a joyful noise, because have you ever been somewhere where like a crowd just erupts? Yeah, and yeah. you know the feeling of it? Like there's just something about being in that joyful noise i'm so curious what your thing is and you i want you to die. guess what mine is like where a crowd erupts okay mine's gonna be smaller than yours oh mine was a home run um that's like the first thought i had like in this when you're in the stadium yeah, the that stadium. is what you want to yeah. think about but listen to this one day luca went to scout camp and for some reason all the boys have been doing push-ups and he just snuck off into this field and did his own push-ups wait till you see him He's four. And as soon as he was done doing his push-ups, all you see on the video camera is going to be him doing his push-ups until he finishes. And then the entire young men's camp erupts. And the look on his face is like he is the champion of the camp. And then he runs down and high-fives all those boys as if it's like the best day of his entire life. And I thought to myself when I watched it, don't we all need like that joyful noise to erupt behind us sometimes yes. sometimes just because you got out of bed in yeah. the morning yeah. everyone's like yes <laughs> you did it you got out of bed this is the vibe of all the psalms this is why they're such a good book yeah they're so fun they're now so you can't awesome. wait to see luca can you, you know, everybody so will have andy put it in right now and you'll be able to see it and they'll be so happy um one other from that section that i think is really cool is in 98 and it just says, oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Mm. And I, I, uh, this is a concept that shows up in the book of Revelation also, where it talks about, you know, in the day when the Messiah comes, there will be a new song. And I love that concept of that we can, there is an opportunity always for a new song to be sung. Mm. Like whatever the tune or music of our life is right now, and, and it's not one that we like, it doesn't have to stay that way. Like there will be a new earth mm. and there will be a, a, um, all things made right. And, yeah. and you will get a chance to sing a, um, a new song. Mm. And sometimes that can be your choice or my choice that I'm like, today I'm going to sing a different kind of song, a different kind of outlook. And sometimes there are things that are out of our control and the Lord promises one day you will be able to sing a new song because I will make this right and I will make it up to you. And and there's just something about um, being able to like hope in mm. the idea of a, of a new song or a new yeah. story. That's so good. Um, I'm going to skip us to 107. Is Perfect. That yeah, yeah. Um, 107 has a psalm that I love so much and it's a little bit of a story psalm. It's it's going to like invite you into a situation or a circumstance. And it's a circumstance I have been in a hundred times. And I love the how to get out of this type of moment. It says this. I'm going to read it to you. 107, I'm reading 23 through 30. And it says this. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, right? That He's talking about... The people who, who are, this is their profession, to be on the water all the time. Even if it is your profession, even if it is what you do every day, um, even if you see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep, then it tells you there are going to be days 
when he um, allows that stormy wind to come, which is going to lift up the waves thereof, and they will mount up to the heavens, and they will go down again to the depths, and their soul is melted because of trouble. Don't you just love the thought of that, that their soul is just melts because of the trouble? They reel to and fro. And yeah, I don't they, love that thought. Well, it's just such good English. It is. Okay, it's good. You yeah, love the language. I love the language. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to melt. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man, and they are at their wit's end. Did you ever wonder where that phrase came from? Psalms 107. 27. Yeah, if you're at your wit's end, it's coming from here. And then I love in verse 28 when it says, then. Um, like those moments that come up without warning and all of a sudden before you know it you can't even walk because you are being lifted up and sunk down deep so hard that you can't even like function then cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses he maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still then are they glad because they be quiet so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. And I just love the thought of that. Like sometimes our gladness comes because he calms the storm that is raging around us. And, and he allows us to just be quiet mm. for a minute. Just to, to have that haven for a minute. Um, and don't you love that that's who he is? Yeah, and it just reminds me of his promise to the disciples before going to Gethsemane. was like, not as the world giveth. The mm. peace that the world gives is not the one I will give to you, yeah. but instead I will provide a haven within right, the trouble, mm. like a, a peace that comes from yeah. the inside. And, and then there's that bit, like almost that uh, like wish. It's a birthday wish in verse mm. 31 after that. I was like, oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. Because it would be so easy, again, to focus on why, where are you, all these other things. He's like, oh, if you would just focus your heart on his goodness, like it would help open up, Mm. uh, help your eyes to open to see and feel that haven that he's created. Even within that storm. Yeah, right. Um, We did that verse, oh, oh my gosh, 116. I yeah. almost skipped right over oh, 116, which is going to You're help gonna all your turn. lessons. <laughs> yes, this is going to be one of the funnest parts of your lessons, for sure, especially if you teach the youth. Um, this will be such a fun one. But even in gospel doctrine... Oh, yeah. I would love if the gospel doctrine teacher was like, everybody, we're gonna do get this. out your phone. We're going to do this, yes. a- this activity. So it's so fun because Psalm 116 starts like this. I love the Lord because... And then he just starts listing all the reasons why he loves the Lord. Because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear unto me. So therefore, I'm going to call upon him for as long as I live, he says. Um, He just keeps going over and over through all these things. And I thought, when I was reading it, I stopped and I thought, I'm just going to write my own. I love the Lord because. Um, So I'll give you mine, which is not amazing because I just did it quickly. But... The, the process of sitting down and thinking to myself, why do I love the Lord right now? Like, where have I seen him lately? This is what I wrote. I love the Lord because he meets me in desert places and carries me when I'm weak and answers the unsaid pleadings. I love the Lord because he shows up in the midnight hours, strengthens my weakness, watches over the ones I love. I love the Lord because he creates room for whimsy, increases capacity, showers down joy. 
I love the Lord because he stretches my soul and yet reaches my reaching. I love the Lord because he is there, has always been there, will always be there. I love the Lord because. Mm. And don't you think that would be the funnest thing to like read 116 <coughs> and let people kind of think about that. But then take a minute to say, okay, put on just some quiet, um, inspirational music, instrumental, um, and just say, okay, write down why you love the Lord today. Because what? Yeah, and start with that sentence. It's just a, such a yes. great sentence. I love the Lord because yes. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And just go on. Um, okay, 118 and 119. Why are there only two psms in this one? That's because 119 is the longest psalm. chapter on earth. And um, it's the longest psalm, right? Right. It is. Yeah, yeah, longest psalm. And I really think it might be one of the longest chapters, period, um, in Scripture. Yeah. So it just is this really, really long psalm. Um, and it's divided up by the Hebrew alphabet. That's how it's divided up. It's a, That's a particular kind of poetry and writing yeah. style. Is, we'll is, see that again in Proverbs. Right, right, is yeah. to do that. And um, so we have that verse that we did from 118. 119 is just kind of a celebration of, it's going to keep saying the commandments or the law. And remember, those words are Torah in um, in Hebrew. Or it's scripture. scripture. Yeah, that's we might say. Like. Right, we might yeah. say scripture. And so it sort of is like a celebration of what scripture can be and what scripture is. So 119's got like the theme of this podcast, right? It's just like... Um, and there's some neat things as you study through this. One, where it talks about the value and beauty mm. of the words of the Lord. Two, it talks about the benefits of understanding and pursuing the word of the Lord. And three, there's like some almost like uh, invitations in how to increase your experience and improve your experience mm. with the word of the Lord. And some of those you can actually find in the headings, which are kind of cool when yeah. you read the headings under each of the letters. Like, listen to some of this advice or whatever in Bet. That's the second one, starting in verse 9. Ponder the precepts and the ways of the Lord. Like, that is, that's an invitation in how to increase your experience with it. Like, with scripture study. Mm-hmm. Pon- spend some time pondering the precepts and the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Look at the next one. Gimel. Which is on the dreidel. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I always. For Hanukkah. Oh, Lord, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law or out of the scriptures. I think that's the invitation to a prayer. Like to begin. It's like, Mm. help me see wondrous things in these words as I read through them. So you can go through the headings and you can see that with 119. And again, a celebration, an invitation, all surrounding the study of scripture God's word yeah that's so good um okay you'll remember when we took you on that field trip to the tabernacle do you remember when we did that in February numbers is that where we were Leviticus Leviticus? yeah we were probably in Exodus yeah um and because yeah it was springtime um and we right before we walked in we told you about a group of psalms that they would sing on their way to the temple when they would go up to the temple. And that is in this week's reading, in this week's study. So Psalm 120 through 134 were called Psalms of Ascent. That's uh, the name. Um, In our scriptures, we call them a song of degrees. And if you're thinking about it like degrees of glory, it it might help you think about that 
um, songs of ascent. But I love because as they would go to the temple, when you are there, you go up to the temple. That actually is true when you go. Yeah, it's there. true geographically. And also it didn't matter what direction somebody, north, south, east, west, whatever direction you came from, they still used that phrase. And they still do today. Yeah. Like ascend up to the mountain of the Lord. Yeah. Um, so these would be songs that they would sing as they were doing that and, and something that we love as we think about that. In fact, should we put together a little, don't you just want to have a temple playlist of your... On your way. Oh yeah, on your way. <laughs> You're like, oh, these are my psalms. This is my, I listen to this when I go up to the temple and everyone would choose their own of, you know, just those things that help lift you up as you're preparing to go into that um, situation. One of the things that we learned when we were in Israel that we loved was the word Aliyah, and it means to go up or to ascend. And when we were studying these Psalms, um, if you were talking to someone who was Jewish, they would tell you they were, um, instead of Psalms of ascent, Psalms of Aliyah. Um, that that means to go up or to ascend. And that word was all over in Israel. It was, um, and as we were in Jerusalem and everywhere that we were, this thought of um, an aliyah, which for them is a journey. It's, a, um, it's more of an experience word. Like when you're talking about um, Psalms of Ascent, that's gonna require something of you. That's gonna invite you on a journey of progression of some sort. And in fact, in Israel, one of our favorite things that we learned is anyone who is of Jewish descent anywhere in the whole entire world can take an aliyah or a birthright trip. They can go up to Jerusalem and when they get there, they learn the lessons of their story, of who they are, and where they came from and the people they belong to and the culture and belief of that people. And I just, I love that thought about an aliyah or um, a song of ascent is to help remind you of your story, where you came from and who you are and what you believe. And then that knowledge is what is gonna actually allow you to progress and to grow and to move forward. And um, that thought of Aaliyah, that thought of that journey mm. of progression. And we might think about these Psalms as um, a way of describing what we call the covenant path. That's the word that is common um, in our culture system, the covenant path. But it really is a covenant journey. That is what we are on. We are on an aliyah, um, this journey, this ascent to become like God. And every time we go to the temple, that is our reminder of we're just growing by degrees. Yeah, and one of the ways that um, they would use this song as the priests is they would ascend the temple. There's 15 steps that led up the temple staircase, and they would recite one of these or out loud sing one of these as they moved up each of the steps. And that, that concept is really cool. It's like a physical representation of what is hopefully happening in a heart over a lifetime, mm. right? It's just like step, it's just step by step. It's an ascension, each one taking us a little bit closer to holiness, a little bit 
you know, closer, an increase in his presence and an increase in relationship as we talk about. Yes. And it's just like this. Uh, and degrees of right. relationship as right. you are entering in. And I think um, some of that is getting lost in our American culture. It's getting lost in um, our society, in the, in the social way we interact is rather than, than pulling in our story, our customs, our, the way we have done things and what, how we uh, define relationship or what that relationship looks like in us. It's interesting um, how we're trying to remove those things. And I love this thought of this journey of ascent, the Psalms of ascent, those 15 things, as they're going up and trying to increase relationship or degree of relationship that we're going to look at things that what signifies that relationship and what's helping us to remember that relationship and what is helping us cling to or hold fast to or hold on to the representation of that relationship. And in Jerusalem, in Israel, when you talk to the people there, they will talk about clothing that they wear, undergarments that they wear with tassels that have the exact right amount of knots to remind them of that relationship, of the laws of that relationship. Um, and they will talk about ways of eating and they will talk about ways of worshiping and all of those things for them become a representation of who they are as a people, but also who they worship as a God and their respect for him and what he asks within the relationship. And when I came home from there, um, from our Aliyah, from our going up to Jerusalem, when I came home, I thought to myself, I don't want to lose the significance of the symbolism of that relationship Mm. in my life. Like I want to bring home a love for the undergarment like they have a love for the undergarment. I want to bring home with me a love for um, eating in different ways because they have a love and a respect and an awe for eating in different ways that like for me part of being welcomed into their culture was being welcomed into their way Hmm. did you feel that when you were there yeah i just feel like they've done a really really good job of of uh of practicing the idea of an outward expression Hmm. of an inner commitment an outward expression of an inner hope, an outward expression of an inner journey. That's or an what inner all, love. Right. Too. That's what all of those things are, right? Or just like they actually practice singing these psalms of ascent. And uh, they did something, to, but it was always a reminder of what they hoped for or were striving to be a part of, you know, or to become. On the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Mm-hmm. There's something that's really neat about that. In fact, there's a couple others. That, oh, one verse in there that is like just kind of like captures this really well, I think, is 123, Psalm 123, 1. Unto thee lift I up my eyes, O thou that dwellest mm-hmm. in heaven. It's just a call to something holier, yeah. to something higher, which is really cool. And right before that in Psalm 122, 9, where it says, Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. And I love that there is that thought, like that is so relational. Instead of being like, I will seek what I want. I will seek what I, what my 
authentic self is, there's room in there for like, I will actually be authentic to God mm. and to what God asks of me. I will see his good and, and what he thinks is important and learning that balance of um, both self, but also God. I love that that is part of this going up. It's part of the ascension. We both have a favorite psalm in these um, Aliyah verses or chapters. Should you do yours first or me? I can't remember whose comes first. Mine's in 126. Mine's 125. Okay. And so. I'm 124. I'm doing oh, two. Okay. 124 is so fast. I just really, really like that phrase because sometimes when you're involved in um, ritual or practice or something, that kind of becomes the center of worship in and mm. of itself. It's like I actually am worshiping now the practice or yes. the habit. Yep. And I love in 124, it starts out that psalm. It's just a reminder. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. And and I love that it just is a pull. That phrase to me pulls me mm. back. So don't remember, remember that like it's a worship of him. It's a relationship with him and not so much yes. the practice in and of itself. But 20, 125 mm. is really cool because... Also, we build our temples in a really similar way that kind of has a, um, a physical representation of an idea, right? Um, I was in Fiji, 50% of that population is Hindu. Mm. And so we actually went and visited a Hindu temple. And if you went to it, it has every color of, of every rainbow. Like everything yes. is so, bright. so bright and colorful and everything. And um, it just kind of looks like a cartoon almost. It's so like whimsical yeah and um one of the things a hindu priest taught me is we make these really bright and beautiful so that they draw your eyes away from the world and to something holy mm. like it's supposed to draw you in you know to this and i feel like our temples kind of do the same you yeah. know like where it's like oh it's so beautiful and grand that it pulls me away from other distractions mm. to something like this and for the ancient temple 125 teaches something is like they that trust in the lord shall be as mount zion which cannot be removed but abideth forever and mount zion is where david like established like his kingdom initially yeah. and like you get there and you're standing on it and you're like yes this cannot be moved like and so there's just that like teaching moment it's like just as this and that's where the temple mm -hmm. was built is on that mm -hmm. spot it's like it's a mountain which means like its foundation is strong and it's never movable. And as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. And again, you can go there and stand up in a high place and see all of the mountains that surround it as a reminder again of just like, just like these are immovable surrounding you, that is exactly what the Lord is like for you as well. Mm, I so, love that so this much. This is neat that there are like, like Salt Lake Temple, for example, is like when you the walls are so high. Yeah. And it's like a fortress. And it's like on purpose designed to remind you that like, oh, within relation like in relationship with God is like being inside a protective fortress. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. In one twenty six, um, there is this sweet thing. It says it's talking about um, in verse three, the Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. And then there's just this plea, turn again our captivity, O Lord, of the streams in the south. And then um, this verse that I love so much in verse 5, it says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, 
shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And I heard this verse taught by a friend of ours, Mary Ellen Edmonds, in a way that has never left me. Every time I read this verse, I um, think about the lesson that she taught because there's a phenomenon that happens in Death Valley, which is so hot. It's so hot. And um, it's a desert. It's a desert all the time. But every so often what will happen is rain will come, significant amounts of rain. And it doesn't happen very often. Like it, it will be decades apart. But there will be a spring that is um, particularly wet. And the wildflower seeds that are there, that are out in that place, have extra wax coating on them. That's just how they have grown. And that wax will protect the seed for decades of that sun just baking down mm. on them. And it isn't until that general rainfall comes in large amounts that those seeds split open finally. And then if you look up Death Valley flowers, you will see it. the whole desert gets covered mm. in these flowers that have been waiting for years, protected in that wax coating to, to be able to finally come out. And this is what I love about it. Those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, will come again with rejoicing. And I love that there are some seeds, there are some beautiful parts of our life that will not be revealed without the weeping. Hmm. That it, it will require the weeping for that beauty to finally come forth out of that place. And maybe each of us have those moments, um, those times we can look back at in our life that it was, it was the tears actually that allowed the beauty to be revealed mm. in that moment. That's awesome. Okay, those are the Psalms of Ascent. So that's why we kind of made that group a little bit smaller so that it could just kind of be a chunk in and of itself mm -hmm. if you wanted to have a day where you're like, wait, I want to read all my Psalms of Ascent today. And what if you timed it with the day that you went to, to the temple? That could be kind of fun. Yeah. So the last section, so 135 fun. to 150, a couple in there that we really, we really liked. 136 has a repeating phrase throughout it. Um, how many times did you say that? In every up? verse, like, 26. Oh, 26 in, in times. every single verse. And in fact, this would be a fun one to, to do too because you almost, if you read the first line, the repeat back is the same every single time. Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, if you were just like, you guys, here's your line. Yes. And you're going to say it when I pause yes. every time. Yeah. Um, and the line you'll see right in verse 1 is you get there. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And that last phrase is the repeat again and again and again. For his mercy endureth forever. Sometimes that concept of, of mercy, especially if you live in a Western society where you're so used to earning and deserving mm -hmm. things, like everything is based off of, I earned it or I deserved it. Yeah. And to receive mercy, um, by definition, you didn't earn it or deserve it. And so it's difficult, especially for Western culture people to grasp the mm -hmm. idea of mercy because they're just like, but I don't deserve it. Yeah. Like I, 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 I didn't do anything to deserve this. And, and, and I love the Greek translation of that word as you're talking about this, which it can be translated as especially active compassion. And don't you love that that especially 
active compassion that you didn't deserve is going to endure forever. Yeah. Like every time you turn around, his especially active compassion is going to be there. And it's almost like in between the verses, you could hear the argument. But what if I've done, and it's like his mercy endureth forever. But what if this happens? His mercy endureth forever. Well, what if one time I say his mercy endureth yeah. forever, it's right? So 26 just, times. And you love having your um, 12 year old class say that over and over again that just, and maybe you even change it um, from mercy to his especially active compassion will be there forever. That's what it wants to teach you. And I love um, the thought of that. And that um, ties so good to that, actually, yeah, that, that 139. One. Yeah, um, this one is so good. Make sure you read um, 139 before you close out your study of the Psalms. I love, um, I, I wrote down at the top of my 139, thou knowest. Um, you might want to write down there, he knows me. That could be the title of this chapter. And I love how it's described how well he knows each of us, how individual he knows each of us. It says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. You know my downsitting and my uprising, and you understand my thoughts afar off. You compass my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all of my ways. I love um, in verse 4 when it says, There's not a word in my tongue, but thou, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. You knew me behind and before. Um, and I, I love the thought. And then he says, this knowledge is too wonderful for me. Like I, I can't even begin to attain this knowledge that how well you know me. And I love when he says this in verse eight, um, if I ascend up into heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. I love that. It's just this thought that, um, God's going to be there and he knows him and he knows his mistakes and he knows the places that haven't been right. And God's still going to choose to be there, to walk through life with him. Um, in verse 10, he says, um, or nine, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. And um, if I say, surely the darkness will cover me and even the night will be about me. Um, even the darkness can't hide you from me or me from you. Like, I just love that he's like, mm. um, when I am awake, I'm still with you. That no matter what happens in my life, you know me and you are there for me and you will be with me. That's the God that we believe in. And um, that's his character. That That's just who he is. And I love that thought of... Um, that God who knows us and coming to understand that God who knows us. Yeah, a God whose mercy endureth forever. Mm. It just kind of seems to en encapsulate all that. And, and that verse 17 in that same chapter I love so much, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. Mm. That not only is he going to be there, but everything that he thinks about you is precious and, and good. Yeah. Like wherever you are, in your journey, wherever you are, in your experience. Mm. Like he thinks precious thoughts. Yeah, um, I love that so much. You. As much as we are about that relationship with him and leaning into that relationship with him, I love that this is a reminder that he's 
also leaning into that relationship with us, that he, he is tied to us. He remembers us and he's going to show up for us in the same way he asks us to show up for him. And I, I love how reciprocal that relationship is. And there's no other appropriate response to that kind of like love that presses in from him because it's so undeserved and because it's so good. Mm. Like the response in you is either no way, <laughs> you know, yes, or it's I can't help but praise. Like no one's mm. that good and I can't help but be thankful. Like that is the response that that the collision yes. of those two things brings out of people's like I'm I'm wrong, I fail, I'm undeserving and yet you press in with mm. such precious thoughts and such enduring mercy and active compassion that I'm like I'm so overwhelmed by yeah. your by your goodness and all I can do is burst out. Yeah, you know? is be grateful. Yeah. Is is to thank you. Um it's just this is such a sweet group of chapters. Um and uplifting. So a good week. Yeah, some of the best ones. Okay, hopefully you've loved the Psalms. Next week we're on to uh the Proverbs. Yep. So we'll see you then. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.